Hello to all you wonderful, unique beings. It is Monday, February 5th. Uh, for those that are listening on any wonderful DSP, this is Tuesday, February 6th. Uh, and we're here to talk sports as we'll do so every Tuesday, showing love to all of you that are watching us on YouTube at this point in time. Uh, if I look pixelated, I'm sorry. It is what it is. Uh, I'll check in a second. But anyway, well, we are here to talk about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is this Sunday. Uh, I, we will get into our picks. We will get into what we believe is going to be uh, the key factors in winning this game. Not like they really are going to listen to us anyway, but we'll still share what we have to share with that. Got a little baseball. Um, got a little little baloncesto basketball uh so we'll uh we'll get into a little bit of all of the things and we also have a very very special person he's not even a guest anymore he's just family he always has been family anyway but he's family to you guys now too but uh let's get into the introductions now to introduce the most dominating tag team of the east and i meant dominant not dominating but he is the brains of the group the number cruncher he is the advisor. Sam, how the hell are you doing? This might be semantics, but does tag team imply two people? Well, yes. We'll get to come on. Come yes. You just said Harrison's here. I just blew. Yeah, blew, but blew. we're we're gonna. Would you anyway? Just gonna hey, ruin people, everything I'm doing here. Super Bowl. I can't yeah. see you, so like he only acts like this when you're here, Harrison. He doesn't do this when anybody it's else. It's just him. Guys, That's you it. Guys can be the tag team. I'll just like run in like Royal Rumble. Yeah. yeah, we're the tag team, and you know how they have like the the triple threat matches or whatever. Like you're just the third person that comes in, and you just help and shit. So there you go. That's it. I'm happy. I'm happy with that. It's fine. There you go. I don't even care what Sam says anymore. I'm Brandon, and we have Harrison, as you just heard his voice. Uh, how you doing, Harrison? We're good. Excited for Super Bowl Sunday. Um, yeah, ready to go. By we're who who is we're. What do you mean we're we're excited, aren't we? I'm not excited about the Super Bowl at all. How? I Why? We'll, we'll, oh, well, get, we'll into get into that. that. Okay. We'll definitely get into that. I'm not this excited a, about it. This at is all. a podcast format, so I guess you get to talk. Yeah, about it. yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah we'll we got that. an hour to talk about this thing, so let's uh, <laughs> yeah. let's just dive in. Uh, so on Sunday, curious why we got Brandon the Niners. Very curious. We got the Niners on Sunday. We got the Chiefs on Sunday. We got Las Vegas on Sunday. There'll be a lot of people getting arrested for indecent exposure out in Vegas. Uh, a lot of drunk people. Uh, Harrison, it's a thing. It happens. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts leading up to this game? What are some key factors that you see? We'll just start with the Chiefs since they are the reigning defending champs. And at one point, we thought they absolutely were not going to get back to this point throughout the season. So let's just start there. What do you think are the key factors for the Chiefs? To win this game, uh, Kadarius Tony stays on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. No, yeah. no. Honestly, it's just uh, you know the the KC defense stepping up and Mahomes continuing to just be vintage Mahomes. What we've seen the last couple weeks, and yeah, we certainly we've we've spent a lot of time the three of us this season talking about how this Chiefs team isn't quite what we expect. And, uh, you know, we did the same thing last year. They won a Super Bowl. So I think if, if Patty uh, keeps playing the do, way he plays. You didn't have to do that part. You didn't have to talk about last year like that. Okay. No, we did. We that had hurt. a lot of questions. Though. It was, you know, no Tyreek Hill. What are, what's this team going to look like? How are they, you know, you're losing a lot. You're losing one of the best receivers, athletes in the in sports and uh they were they were okay so against all odds they're doing it again and uh you know i think if patrick mahomes continues to keep the you know keep the ball uh clean no turnovers anything like that i think we're in i think we're in good shape yeah same same for me really just keep the the defense has to continue to be very good it's been very good all postseason and basically why they're here. Um, you know, you're you're kind of accustomed to the Chiefs being that offensive powerhouse, but they just haven't been that this year. They've just been kind of getting by with scoring a few touchdowns and letting that defense kind of rock out. So, you know, that defense got to stay strong. You got Steve Spagnola, obviously. He's he's been in a bunch of these Super Bowls. So um I kind of expect them to do some of the similar things. 
Uh, offense just got to get back on track. They didn't score in the second half against the Ravens. So, you know, look for them to keep, you know, get back on track here. Uh, Pacheco's got, what, a touchdown in seven straight games, I think. So he's going to have to kind of find the end zone. Um, and then for that defense, just keep the 49ers in kind of long distance situations. Um, you know, make Brock Purdy have to make some plays and 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 keep the ball in, in his hands. Um, and then, you know, chain and keep the possession. You know, obviously they did that really well against the Ravens. The Ravens barely had the ball. Um, so if they can keep that offense on the field and the defense can continue to be kind of a force, you know, that's kind of why they're my pick. Um, I guess we'll get to that. But obviously the way we're talking about it, I think the Chiefs are, are my pick, Sam's pick, and I think yours, Hayes. So uh, what do you think? It is my pick. Uh and I'll I know you've mentioned the defense, but I'm going to get a little bit of getting there nice and real deep. Uh, CMC is the number one person that they need to stop. That's the number one person they need to stop. I understand that Debo, everything plays off of CMC. So if you're I, I want to see what Spags has laid out for him to stop him, because I, I believe that. Once you're able to stop him, yes, it's going to allow certain holes on the defensive end or or the back portion of the defense to allow Debo to do certain things. But if you the way this defense has been playing all year, uh, they've been playing lights out. So I believe that they can stop them. I don't even it's crazy that I'm about to say this, but I don't have any fear. And I don't think the Chiefs really do right now in Kittle. Kittle's kind of been like a shell of himself in, in recent memory, and I know he's been a top tight end, but I, I have no fear in them. I obviously know they're not going to go into the game and say what I'm saying. I'm also not playing on the field uh, on Sunday. So um, CMC is definitely the the focal point there. And then also is uh, Rice is the wide receiver for the Chiefs, is getting him active early and often. Uh, get him going to the point of I mean, he's been the best receiver for them. And, and Sam's talked about it on the pod in the past uh, of how this kid has just emerged out of nowhere, being a rookie and, and has now been the number one uh, wide receiver for this team. This, this whole playoffs, he's been phenomenal. Um, some slow starts and whatnot, but he's still been uh, great for Patrick Mahomes outside of obviously Kelsey. Uh, and, and that's going to be a key factor, which I will get into for the Niners too. But also I'd say, for the Chiefs is making sure that Isaiah Pacheco is running like a mad kid that didn't get the sweets that he wanted in the store. Um, because that's how he runs every single time he has the goddamn ball. And it's it's going to be very entertaining to see what the Niners do, which I'll elaborate more when we get into that. So we might as well just go in transition into the Niners. Um, and I'll just continue from there. Uh, the Niners, their run defense also has essentially been non-existent mm -hmm. in recent memory. Uh, and you could see that in definitely in the championship game. Uh, and you could see that uh, a little bit in games prior to that. They're, the defense, the run defense that we've known to get to the pass rusher is not really... Uh, as dominant as it once was. I don't know if that has anything to do with D'Amico Ryan's departing um, and, and it's finally catching up or whatever the case or scheme wise, uh, but that is not going to work against Pacheco because he is absolutely going to break off runs and he shows up in the biggest moments. Dude, uh, dude runs like he's going to run through a wall. Yeah, absolutely. Every, every time, time he grabs the ball. It's insane. Every single time. He looks like... You know when you see somebody that they they start off and they run and they run like that they look like they're really running hard and far and fast and it just doesn't do anything. Well, the difference is he actually is doing that, like running uh, in place almost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what it kind of looks like when he starts off, but he, then he's just gone. Yeah. Um, I, I also feel for the Niners, it's 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 again, is how how are you going to get CMC involved early? How are you going to get Kittle? How are you going to get Debo? How are you going to get Ayuk? In there early. They have seven pro bowlers. I mentioned it last week. Seven pro bowlers on that offensive side. How are you going to get those guys active uh, early and often and getting your play the ball in your playmakers' hands? Like that is going to be a key for them to also settle down Purdy. 
uh, because they're absolutely going to pin their ears back and try to come at Purdy as quick as they possibly can and as often as they can. So I'm I'm curious to see because this this game I know most games is a battle in the trenches, but I feel like this absolutely is going to tell what we need to see throughout the whole entire game. Yeah, it's, I mean, similar for me for the Niners. I think, you know, Purdy's got to really protect the ball. Um, Obviously, he's going to be in there as that game manager that he has been. No disrespect Uh to a game manager. He's been kind of solid doing it. Um, The blitz, you got to stay out of long-distance situations. Um, He's led the league in yards per attempt, tied one in touchdowns, and second in passing yards against the blitz. So if you can kind of manage those situations where he's not going, you know, eight to 12 yards um, on that, on those downs, that'll help them. Um, and then for the defensive side, that defensive line, they just have to contain Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes has been really good yeah. scrambling. Obviously, he doesn't have the receivers that he's had in the past. Um, so, you know, he's been getting out of the pocket and making plays with his feet. Um, and then on the other and also on the defensive side, um, the Niners give up under 10 yards to tight ends. Uh, so, you know, we got to get Kelsey Kelsey under control and continue that track. Um, and then they got to start fast. If they don't start fast, they're going to be behind the eight ball early, and I don't see it going well for them. So uh, a lot of keys for them, but, you know, important keys to to kind of win this game. I it's that I love that stat against tight ends, but the funny thing about that to me is it's not the best. They've done that against not the best tight end. Sure. Period, right? So everybody comes in to play the Chiefs as a game plan to stop Kelsey. Like, that's that's one of your na- your main priority is to stop Kelsey. We all know that's uh, Patrick Mahomes' number one wide receiver, and it never comes to fruition because okay? he's just that good. But also, Mahomes makes it look easy when it's hard for him to, right? Sure. He's, he's able to throw those sidearm passes. He's able to – I, I feel – People talked about Purdy, and I, I talked about it last week, about how Purdy scrambled. I don't think people give Patrick Mahomes enough credit for his scrambling. He's not the fastest. He doesn't have to be the fastest, right? He's You're worried about everything in his mm-hmm. arm over the top. You're worried about him making because he can make literally every single throw. And if you cover everything down the field, he's like, okay, I'm smart enough to get out of the pocket and fast enough to get out of the pocket, and I'm going to get those yards anyway. And if you think I'm going to go down, if I have an opportunity to go even further, I'm going to take that too, right? So I, I feel that is a super underrated part of his game, and he uses it just basically if I need to. That's my, his ace in a hole. I'm going to keep this just in case, and so you guys have to play it. So just think about that, Harrison. Like This guy is literally sprinkling it over yeah. the field. Yep. You have to be on every single receiver at every single time. He has a running back in the backfield now that you know is going to absolutely run his hardest no matter what. And you have a and you have a guy that can literally, if all else fails, he can run out of the pocket, still pass the ball, and if he doesn't want to pass the ball, he can tuck it and run. So it's it's very, very interesting to see it and this this run that he's on right now and the Chiefs are on right now, because I don't I don't want to just say it's it's him because Andy Reid is a mastermind of of this all, but this is this is it's sickening it's it's (laughs) brady-esque uh so it's absolutely sickening seeing it again but i actually like patrick mahomes so yeah i'm okay with it and i love coach reed and i i i I love kelsey so i i'm I'm like i was absolutely sick of it last year because of who they played and this year i'm just like i just don't care to see either of these teams but i much rather the chiefs win because i cannot live myself here in Niners fans just talk about this I cannot uh, absolutely I mean that's why that's why he's the best in the league I mean yes. you know he he sprinkles in like you said his his running skills you know he, and he doesn't need to use them because his arm talent is so good yeah. and you know it's he's a generational quarterback I think to me he's the best I've ever seen um and that's also why I'm picking them. You got a solid defense and the best quarterback I've ever seen so it's a kind of no-brainer to go with the Chiefs um yeah. With with that in mind, obviously, yeah, they could absolutely lose this game. The 49ers are a very talented team with a lot of weapons. Um, so I think it's going to be a very good one. I, I, I know that some people, I guess, are down on this matchup, but um, I'm really, really excited for it. I, I will say this is 
I've said it to Sam on a couple of pods. I'm sure I've said it to you uh, via text or maybe even on this pod. Um, outside of when they play my team, I will never bet against Patrick Mahomes ever again in my life. Period. I would have, I would have thought I learned from betting against Brady, um, who I also always bet against when it was my team. Um, but I will never do that ever again for Patrick Mahomes because he just consensus, consistently gets back to the point that we just think that he can't get to. So we Harrison and I have said enough. Uh, Sam, what are your keys for the Niners? Yeah, I think you mentioned Kittle before, like not producing. I, I think a lot of it's is he's so valuable as a blocker, blocker and he's mm-hmm. such I don't I, I dropped out for a sec, so I don't know what. You guys covered. Yeah. So I mean, his ability to what he can do, whether it's just even shipping guys or or just you know just help support the run game, there is is really valuable. I think for the for the Niners to to get off to a a good uh, pace here, they they just they need to score. They need they kind of stuttered the last uh, the you know opening drives, opening halves of the last two games. They're not at home. So, you know, it's just it's going to be interesting there what, you know, what Brock Purdy are we going to see? Are we going to see second half Brock Purdy, which, you know, we spent an hour on last week just raving about. But mm-hmm. there's also first half Brock Purdy. And, uh, you know, well, th- I think that's going to be a, a really Sam uh, dropped again. That's going to be a big some, moment, uh, a, a big indicator of what kind me. of team we're going to yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> It's always me, and it's yeah. it's crazy is because it just never ceases to amaze amaze me. But it's here we are, um, but yeah, we we got the the what Sam was saying uh, essentially here. So we all have the Chiefs winning this, yeah, right. Um, so I don't think there's really really uh, any argument there. What do you think this does for? Andy Reid's legacy. Mm-hmm. All right. And then also, what do you think this does for Mahomes and his, because the only person he's chasing is Brady. What do you think this does for his legacy and and chasing those rings? Yeah, I mean, obviously speaking in the future, um, and if they do win this, you know, that's, they could absolutely just lose this game. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent gun strong on the chiefs. Like I, you know, it's, a, it actually is kind of a tough pick for me because I think the 49ers do have some things um, that match up really well with the chiefs and they're, they're very kind of opposite in a sense. So it, it is a clash of, of definitely opposites, but if they were to win this, I think it just kind of continues them on that path. I don't think, you know, it puts them at that dynasty level yet. To me, a dynasty is three in a row. Um, you know, a certain amount out of five. Um, but that that's my kind of parameters for a dynasty. They've obviously they'll have three now, um, you know, two two in a row. So I think it just continues them on that path of of being great, um, and being, you know, maybe one of maybe the greatest coach of all time and Andy Reid, who's been doing it for so, so long. Yes, with, yes. you know, Eagles and Chiefs and you know, they had there was a couple of years there where he was like kind of uh underrated in a sense. Um, but he's just been winning and he has this system that is is bulletproof basically um to where you know if he keeps winning championships i don't i don't know if he retires after this i don't know why you would but um yeah. you know if he you know if they keep going down that path it's the greatest coach of all time and the greatest quarterback of all time you know hands down and i, I don't see why mahomes will stop winning championships anytime soon i think if you put some good pieces around him why why won't he be here every year um similar to now like obviously the offensive pieces that he has now are not great you know, no. aside from Pacheco and Kelsey, um, and Kelsey's kind of on the back end of his career. Um, you know, he why not continue the path he's on, reload and get new pieces? He's gonna continue to be great, especially with the way he plays the game. He doesn't put himself at risk for injury very much. No. Um barely ever. Um, and he's smart about when he runs and and when he uses that skill set. So, you know, I think it just continues them on the path. I'm not ready to kind of solidify them as a dynasty or solidify Mahomes as the greatest of all time because I think you need the resume to back that up. Um, but, you know, from my eyes and what I've seen, I think he is. But you still need that resume for those kind of debates and questions later on. So that's where I have them. 
Well, I'll say that it absolutely will be a dynasty if they complete this because this would be three rings for them. Um, or at this point, right? It'd be three rings for them. Um, It'd be three, but they got you know a two year gap in there. Yeah, I mean, don't forget the Patriots had a huge gap in their time sure. with Brady as well, too, right? So sure. I think this is just the beginning of, and he's what twenty? What is he? Twenty seven? Twenty eight? Twenty eight? I think twenty eight. Right? Yeah. Um. So Kelsey is on his way out. A lot of people think that he's just going to propose to Taylor at <laughs> half time, or excuse me, at if they win <laughs> at midfield or whatnot, which I could one hundred percent seeing. I, I that wonder would, if there's that would a break break the internet, bro. If there's a prop <laughs> bet for it, I'm putting money on it. I'm telling you that right now. I don't care what anybody says. If I see that there's a prop bet for him to propose if they win in midfield, I'm putting money on it right now because it's just going to happen. Um, yeah, no, I, I everything that you said is is I I completely understand. Um I I see it a little different just because I just of what he's doing right now. And especially with to me, this would be the most impressive Super Bowl for them. Is because they the way that the offensive offense started out this year, where we everybody was essentially doubting what he had as offensive weapons. Like last year was Okay, well, you can't do it without Tyreek. Well, they did it without Tyreek, right? This year was, okay, who the hell is your receiving core, right? And now you have a rookie step up as the number one guy. Obviously, you still have all reliable in Kelsey, which hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, but I, I feel like this is this is the most trial and tribulation that we've seen Mahomes go through uh, in his career for a run to the Super Bowl. And I think this one would probably be... For him, I, and I, I feel like he'll say it after if they win. Like this, this year was the toughest year that I had, like offensively with this team and whatnot. Right? The defense held this team up majority of this year, right? So the offense is is kind of getting into their groove now. At the best time to get to the groove, which is everything is about timing. So Andy Reid is already one of the greatest coaches. Uh, we we already know that. Uh, it's it's. This will do a lot for that conversation and seeing if Kelsey retires because him and his brother are kind of like almost on the same timeline of if they're going to retire, if they're not going to retire. Uh, Mahomes is not anywhere near retiring. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see. I, I feel like I feel like once I think he'll get his like. I think people respect him because of what he's already done and who he is, right? But I think people will truly give him his flowers while he's playing if Kelsey retires during his his time of play and he's still in his, like, prime and he still wins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if he's still able to get to that point without Kelsey, uh, so you, you say he, he has no weapons and he still does it, like, I'm curious about that, so. I'd I'd be curious what he would truly say is his his most important one because I, I see your point with that one, but I think the last one was would have been you know more so um, just because of how they lost in the Super Bowl prior they kind of yeah. got destroyed by Tom Brady and mm -hmm. the questions were there of like okay he's great but he's not at this level um, and then to come back last year without Tyreek and then win one I. I kind of would put that one up there as the most important. I mean, the yeah. second one's usually the hardest to get um, because you have all those expectations from the first, and then you have kind of a two-year gap between it. Um, this year, I, I just feel it's more of a continuation of greatness. So obviously, they they had a, a much different kind of yeah. trials and tribulations yeah. this year. Mm -hmm. Very different team. They looked completely different. And I, I would say it just kind of puts another you know notch in his belt. Is like, okay, I can take this type of team to the Super Bowl. Um, so. Yeah, I'd be curious what he says and um, how how he kind of ranks his Super Bowls if he were to obviously win this one. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I think getting back to the mountaintop that second time after what they what they had been through in the Super Bowl prior um, would rank higher. But you know, we'll see. We'll get it, let it shake out when his career is all said and done. Yeah. Um, luckily for us, you know, it's not, not anywhere luckily, near being done. Yeah. <laughs> not not luckily is you know a Jets fan and Eagles fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know he's going to continue to do it. Um, but you know we we still got a lot of time watching him play, and he's already done so much at you know whatever he is, twenty eight years old. So um, just impressive. Love to watch him. Agreed. The Eagles beat one goat. 
they can beat this goat too. I'm just waiting, waiting for the day. <laughs> they should have won last year, but whatever. Sam, yeah. are you? Have you been resuscitated? Are you? Are you good? I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm on my phone, okay. but we're good. I'm on. I can't okay. trust the internet, you know. So I'm on my okay. cell phone, but we're good. Uh, fair. So we we pretty much just wrapped up just to get you back up to speed. Uh, we pretty much just wrapped up. or kind of like our final thoughts. Harrison and I were just chatting about uh, the the legacy of Andy Reid and the legacy of Mahomes. And Harrison doesn't believe at this point uh, that they are a dynasty yet. He needs to see more. And I believe that uh, if they win this, that they will. Harrison believes it's a continuation of greatness from last year uh, going forward. So kind of definitely chime in and, and want to hear your thoughts on what do you think this means for Andy's legacy and Mahomes legacy? I mean, I think it's huge. What Andy would have, how many he'd have three Super Bowls, right? If, he, if they yep. win. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's impressive company. And what Patrick Mahomes, you mentioned he's 28 years old, what he's been able to accomplish and just, you know, you, you count his playoff losses and they're all in either the championship game or, or in the Super Bowl. Like that's, that's crazy. So, I mean, if it's not a dynasty, I think it's like a fringe there. It's the closest thing we'll probably see outside of the Patriots for, you know, a good amount of time. Uh, so it, it's impressive, ultimately. And, I, you know, there, there isn't a better combination. We talk about a lot just that, that Hall of Fame coach and, and quarterback that kind of go – hand in hand and you know there's here's just another example i think even regardless of how this game shakes out you know just the the turnover offensively that this team has had and losing the enemy and and you know uh it hasn't shaken well it has shaken the team but as far as it's business as usual this week right they i i think they have the upper hand i don't know if you you gave your picks or not yet but I'll just say I have the the Chiefs, and I think it's just you know been there before. Um, you know they they've been through the circus. They're in a stadium that they're familiar with, and even though it's a newer stadium, and just reports that the, uh, the Niners are playing or practicing at UNLV, and the the field's like squishy. They said it's not ideal, so. Um, and, and what is the, up with squishy fields against the Chiefs? Like this, I'm over this shit. Yeah. Okay, and the Chiefs <laughs> are uh, the Chiefs are at the Raiders facility. Apparently, the Raiders facility is big enough to house both teams. You know, uh, separately. I think there's three fields, uh, two outside, one inside. So if they need to to move, but then again, you're disrupting you're disrupting the flow of the week. And again, it's something that. This team is is used to the circus, um, whether it's media day, whether it's like you know people's girlfriends, whatever it is. Like they're used don't say, to. Don't, no, 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 no! Don't say people's girlfriend. Say her goddamn name, Taylor <laughs> Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, Go ahead, I'm, pro, I'm pro Taylor Swift. I don't. I, I know don't you are. I know you. I are. didn't think You're it was. Very... A, I didn't think it was a distraction as it was happening. The team. It, it's not. It hasn't been one now. And, uh, you know, again, it's just something that they're kind of familiar with, whereas this is a different Niners team than the last time they were in the Super Bowl, um, especially the guy under center. I'm not – I mean, I, I think Brock Purdy is a better quarterback than Jimmy G. Don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's just – they're it's a different team. And uh, the Chiefs have pretty much stayed, stayed, you know, intact from last year, so – I think it'll be a great game. I, I have the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs taking it, but again, would not be surprised uh, either way. So I'll hedge there. But be- before we go into the next topic, um, I want to take this moment for everybody that's listening uh, to share this sex- section with a Raiders fan. Uh, Raiders fans, sorry, you have to watch the Chiefs, your rival, and you also have to watch the Niners. Another one. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In your stadium. Yeah. In, in, in your exactly. Stadium. On your field, one of those teams is going to win. So just just reach out to a Raiders fan and give them a hug. Or I don't some, know any Raiders fans. A little money. I don't know, I don't know any Raiders fans either. Actually. I just know like two. That's it. 
That's it. Right. Not, well, not give them give them a hug for us. There, his. I probably won't. I probably just yeah. won't say anything because they've talked too much shit themselves anyway. So it's whatever. Uh, you you did mention uh, Eric Bieniemy, uh, which yeah. we absolutely need to talk about this because we've championed him on this pod on several occasions, and here we are with Eric Bieniemy losing his job as OC for the Commanders. Uh, after he was highly toted or people held him in high regard to be a head coach, he still hasn't got that shot. Uh, he went from KC to the Commanders. KC's still doing fine. The Commanders didn't do too fine. And now Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Commanders, and he has said that Eric Bieniemy will not be returning. The person that's replacing him is Cliff Kingsbury, which was also a weird situation because over the weekend he agreed to be with the Raiders and uh, now he's going to be with the Commanders. So I pose the question to you both. What the hell is wrong with Eric Bieniemy, And what is this stigma that surrounds him in the NFL that this man cannot get a head coaching job or now keep an OC job. I, I, for a long time, I thought it was a whole, like, it's not you, it's me. Like, it just wasn't a good fit. And I was reading The Athletic today. This was, he interviewed for the Washington job after Ron Rivera was fired. And now he was hired to come in as the OC, leaving the Super Bowl champions. You figure Ron's on the hot seat, the hottest of seats. It was Eric Bieniemy's job to lose, right? Mm -hmm. You don't go after uh, a coordinator like that. And he's making a lateral move to actually a a worse move. I mean, it's a worse team, but you don't do it without kind of the the inside track at being the next head coach. But I was reading The Athletic. This is his 17th job interview for a head coaching Mm -hmm. job, according to The Athletic. So I thought it was a whole, it's not you, it's me. I still think he's a hell of a coordinator, but I, I don't know the answer, man. It's it's perplexing. I don't know if it, he's rubbing people the wrong way or just he doesn't, you know, he's a great coordinator and, you know, we're not in that building. I don't, I don't have much exposure to him at all, but it's 17. You interviewed for head coaching jobs 17 times, you know, it, it's – there's something yeah. something there that we're not privy to. What do you guys think? Yeah, I I think you're kind of spot on the mark there. It's you know I I've been in you know my normal job a, a lot of head coaching hires and a lot of interviews with coaches, um, and sometimes you just you can tell right away that they're just not a head coach. Like they're a great assistant, they're a great OC, but to lead an entire organization as a CEO, they just don't fit that mold. So that maybe that is it for him. You know, I'm, he took a poor job, you know, as OC, the command, like there's not a lot there to work with coming from, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, like you got a lot of weapons there and then it's, you know, it's not always this, it's definitely not the same and and grass isn't always greener. Grass was definitely not greener in this case um, with what he had to work with at the commanders. So, you know, it's, it's a tough spot for him because you, you take a poor job. There's not a lot of kind of room for upward mobility there. Um, and, and now you're on the outs, probably looking for another OC job or, you know, even even further down the list now. You got to kind of work your way back up that chain. But, yeah, 17 coaching interviews, head coaching interviews is is a, an impressive, just, uh, yeah, unfortunate lot. <laughs> um, so obviously there is something there where, you know, these owners are seeing something or getting some type of vibe where this guy just may not be a head coach. Um, and not everyone's cut out for it. There's only so many of those positions. So uh, that that seems to be his rub right now. This whole Quinn thing, I'll let you jump in there, Hayes, but the, I want to talk about how the how the commanders hired Dan Quinn, too, because this whole thing <laughs> is, is weird as hell. But weird. go ahead, Hayes. No, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. I'll, no, I'll I was going to say, yeah, uh, apparently Ben Johnson, who is the OC for the Lions, was – interviewing for the commander's job or a second interview. I know he's been a hot name for a couple years. He decided last year he wasn't quite ready to be a head coach. And again, I think this was on the athletic or maybe ESPN, one of the sports sites I was reading today that uh, 
he basically told Washington Brass while they were in the air that he was turning down a second interview or the potential to be or took his name out of the race while the while you know leadership of the commanders were en route to him and I'm assuming Detroit. So that apparently that's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and led to to Dan Quinn well, being hired. You, I'll chime in. Did you hear why? Yeah. Apparently it happened. No. So no. when Ben Johnson was there, obviously you know who is part of the ownership in GM front office uh, is former basketball and current basketball owners. And he said that they are treating this like this is a basketball team uh, and not as if a football team is what has come out and been rumored to, to say from that. And then also on the opposite side uh, from the commander's camp is coming out is that Ben didn't interview well <laughs> at all and that he was terrible. So it's a lot of at this point in time, he said, she said yeah. type situation yeah. uh, that has been going on. So it's very intriguing just just hearing all that has been going on. But it's not even a surprise wow. that it's happening with the commanders because it's just they're known for messy stuff. So he, here it is. It doesn't That's matter was, who's. Yeah, he, it doesn't matter yeah. who's. Uh, I was about to the say, chance, it's, like, right? it's hard. It's hard to judge like Eric Bieniemy based off of the situation yeah. that he's just in because it's exactly. not exactly. it's not a stable one exactly. or anyone involved in yeah, any no. of this process yeah, with no. the command with the commanders. Like they've been probably the worst run organization in football for the last however many years. Yeah. You know, I don't want to well, <laughs> probably if, go back decades. Um, so, you know, judging anyone in this situation based off of what we're reading or seeing or even the actions that are being made, I don't know if they make much sense because of who we're talking about here. I think that's I mean, fair think, to say. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. looks good, point. too. In, in comparison, yeah. a fifth-round pick with yeah. no help, uh, you know, or yeah. a bad line, and a defense that they basically gave up on uh, by trading away <laughs> yep. huge pieces, you know. Uh, if if Eric uh, wants to to be the next OC of the Jets, I will pick him up at Teterboro myself. Uh, but that <laughs> won't happen because we're tied to the hip with Nathaniel Hackett. But whatever. Well, that's I because Jets the, that's because the dictator Aaron Rodgers does what he wants, and uh, uh, it just is what it is. That's what he is, Harrison. It's there's literally everywhere he's gone is I want it my way, and if I don't get it my way, I'm gonna bitch and cry about it, and then I'm gonna say I'm retiring until I go into my little damn hole and I sit there and drink ayahuasca, and then I come back out and be like, okay, I'm good with you guys now, right? Okay, cool. Anyway, kick Look, rocks, Aaron I'll, Rodgers. I'll take oh, it. I'll take it that case, way then. as opposed as opposed to Woody Johnson's way. I, well, so, that's I'm, that's also yeah. fair. That's also fair. Um, for Eric, Eric Bieniemy, uh. Harrison made a very, very valid point that I wasn't even thinking about is just he, he went from Casey to the commanders and the commanders just absolutely sucked. And it's the <laughs> last year of Dan Snyder. And if I'm anybody, I'd be like, OK, listen, we're not going to hire you as a head coach right now because of what we just saw down there. But we're going to give you another chance. And you could be an OC somewhere else and then we'll really see what you can really, really do. Right. So I, I feel like he still has a chance. But also, if you remember in the beginning of the year, uh, actually even during the offseason, there was a lot of stories coming out of Commander's camp of right. him being and coaching them too hard, right? The players too hard and being very on top of them and not being like a uh, more lax coach, like you're doing it my way, this is how we do it. And in this generation of athletes out there, it's they're looking for coaches that are more so a friendly coach, a guy that's going to be there for me, guy, gal that's going to be there for me. Not everybody, because not everybody needs that coaching style, but that is what things have been trending towards, at least what I've seen, right? And a guy like him that is an old school guy that's in your face, like, I don't give a damn what you think. You're going to do it this way type guy. Uh, I could see how that in this generation doesn't fit, which is why Bill Belichick still doesn't have a job, but that's a whole other topic for another day. Uh, I believe BNME will will be on somebody's staff. Uh, I don't know in what capacity. Uh, I can't see him accepting anything lower than an OC uh, because I, I just feel like he just wouldn't want to take that step. And I don't I don't think that'd be a good step for him career-wise either is taking that step back. Maybe he just takes a year off, right? And, and 
and reassesses whatever this he's, this yeah. is and, and then comes back and does what he needs to do but uh he's got to be he's got to be very selective of his next job yes that's 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 going to be his agent and him he's yep. got to be very very selective on on what he wants to do where he wants to be mm-hmm. uh because the next one's probably make or break for him agreed absolutely absolutely agreed uh so with that said, we've said enough about uh, Mr. Bienemy. Now this is the time of year that we can talk my other favorite sport, basketball. Oh, pickleball. Uh, yeah, pickleball. No, damn. no absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> damn. You, you, have, you, have you guys been to the Poughkeepsie Gallery recently? Have you been to – I know you both have kids. Uh, have you taken your kids to bounce yet? Oh, I yeah, heard they opened sure. up in the gallery. No, I have not. Yeah, well, I've been to bounce, but not. There's a whole not. side that has like pickleball courts. Is what yep. why oh, I'm, nice. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So very, very interesting. They I got know pickleball. They got some golf simulators going in. It's going to be a big thing. Yeah. Nice. So for yeah. the people that have no idea what we're talking about, it's just a mall by us. Don't worry about it. You you're not missing anything. Uh, let's get Love to the NBA. There we go. Yeah, it's, I, a, it's a fine mall. It's not a fine mall at all. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> it's better, better than our hometown. Uh, that so. is very, very true. Well, our yeah. hometown mall is pretty much a casino now, but that is that is what it is. Uh, and sinking so into the ground. And sinking <laughs> into the ground. That's true. Uh, Bucks. Bucks. The Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks did something that <laughs> caught a lot of people by surprise. They fired Adrian Griffin. Last month, after starting out 30 and 13, I will repeat, starting out 30 and 13, seems good. 43 games. So you're telling me that you have one of the best records in the NBA. And I think at that time they had the best record in the NBA, right? Remember correctly? Uh, I think they were second. Second. Well. second. Yeah. Well, so right one or two, that. whatever, semantics here. <laughs> one or two, they, they had the second best record in the NBA, and you fire your head coach to hire, I love this guy, but to hire Doc Rivers, who was commentating on ESPN games, to be your head coach, the same guy that consistently was getting bounced in Philly with Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP who is out with an MCL tear, which is confirmed. Uh, uh, meniscus. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I will, I'm going to start with Harrison on this one. <laughs> make it make sense for me, please. I love the move. Um, so obviously I'm a, I'm a big Damian Lillard fan. So I watched I as well. a lot of Bucks games. This is a Damian Lillard um, uh, stand. Podcast, love it, yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian, uh, Adrian Griffin, he was not it. So you know, I think obviously they're in. They're still winning games. They're still playing well, but their defense was so shoddy it wasn't even funny. And they looked like they had no plan on defense. Um, and as a first year head coach with Adrian Griffin, I love that they made the move now. Like, why wait? You have championship aspirations. You have a roster that can win a championship. Mm-hmm. If you know this guy is not your guy, they make the you move. Gotta, you you got to make the move. Mm-hmm. So, you know, despite being 30 and 13, um, despite having the offense decent, decently well enough, um, you got to make that move. If you're if you're not going to make it, you're basically looking at a second round exit um, because that he just was not. He just didn't make the proper adjustments um, in second halves. He didn't seem to have a plan on defense. There was no schemes. It, it just was um, – it didn't look cohesive, um, if that makes sense, despite them being 30 and 13. So I, I was all for it. Um, hiring Doc, I mean, I like Doc, but like you said, he has underachieved with great rosters. Yes. Um, but he is he's a good coach. He is. He's one he of is. the better coaches in the league. Agreed. So, you know, we'll see where he takes them. Um, but – I think it was the correct move to to say, you know, he's not it for us. We have to make a move now because we're going to regret it later if we don't. I th- um, so you kind of knew what you had. You know what you have. Yeah. Um, and now you're going to go to someone that, okay, you may not know exactly, but at least it gives you a better chance, in my opinion. I think the writing was on the wall after that argument that happened uh, at the scorer's table between Giannis and Adrian, right at that point in time, I, I was said to myself, "I don't, I don't see this lasting long. I don't, I don't know what's happening here." Because uh, you never saw that with uh, uh, Budenholz 
uh, prior mm-hmm. to, right? You never saw that. He won a ring with him. That, that was never the situation. Like, you know, star player gets coddled. That's just how it goes, right? But <clears throat> once I saw that in my head, I said, I don't know how long this guy is going to last. I didn't think he was going to be after this. I thought it might have been like at the end of the season. But to your point, Harrison, is if you already know that it's not the person and you found the person and the person that you believe it's going to be, uh, then you pull the trigger. And I absolutely love Doc. In general, I've I've been on record to say that at, at some point, it's not on the coach. Right, you mm-hmm. can you can game plan to death, but at some point, it's not on the coach. It's the effort of the actual players that are playing the game. So it's the coaches can scheme and do whatever they want. It's it's up to you as a player to execute. And if you don't do that, you don't do that. Right. Um, so I, I I hope Doc gets that opportunity to, and I I, I believe that they absolutely will. The East is I, I if you remember, I know you both remember just a few years ago the. The East was the least, right? It was, it was everybody, it was whoever's coming out of the West is winning this championship. <laughs> and the East has absolutely turned that around. And, yep. and to yep. see him being there and seeing the Bucks uh, being a top two team uh, in this division. And, and I think there it's, it's essentially at this point, it's almost solidified, especially with uh, Joel going down now at this point mm-hmm. and, and seeing the rumors of now them looking to trade, Tobias Harris and they're they're starting to sell like that that Sixers team is going to look really different if it goes down that path that it's starting to look like and the Bucks could just be the cream of the crop from the east to the top so uh very very intriguing to see what's going to transpire from this yeah we knew losing Drew Holiday was was going to cause some problems on the perimeter and and just with the defense overall and it just Mm-hmm. It's got to stop with Giannis, you know, uh, under the basket there. And that's a lot on him. I think, you know, I, I was really confused by this move. I The only thing that could I, – and I commend them for just realizing that this isn't going to work and pulling the plug because it's a, it's a ballsy thing to do. But, you know, th- they are probably completely paranoid and doing whatever they can to keep Giannis in Milwaukee. And if, you know – whether it's that dust up at the scores table you mentioned or things, you know, in the facility, we're not, you know, we can't see, you know, I, it probably was not a good fit and you're going to, you're going to align with your star stars and, you know, they're, they have to do whatever it takes to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo in in a Bucks uniform. It's just what it comes down to. Yeah. They, they're doing that. they, keep his brother yeah. on the team where his brother should be in the G league or not even in the league. So we'll, we'll just leave it right there with that. Um, Harrison, do you have any final thoughts on that before we uh, move on to the next topic? No, they, they have the talent to win. I'm interested to see, they, they probably need to make one deal, one deal at the, at the deadline to probably get a guard that can and do a little ball stopping and, and kind of, I like Caruso. Um, I, I would like them to try to get Caruso. Um, who else? There's another name that I that I'm not thinking of right now. I know but Wiggins is out there on the market right now. You do you think Wiggins yeah. is a good fit for them? I think any anyone that can defend on the perimeter would just help them immensely. Um, like like Sam said, yes, losing Drew is is huge, mm-hmm. and I'm not expecting they don't need to be a, a defensively dominant team. Nope. They just need to come up with you know be able to scheme up three <clears throat> or four more stops a game. Um, come playoff time, they're totally. they're that close. So, um. That's kind of why they made the move. I don't think they make this move if Doc Rivers isn't out there. I don't know, you know, what other coach could entice them to kind of pull pull the plug yeah. on this. So that plays a lot into it as well. Um, obviously, looking back in a vacuum, they should have never fired Budenhos, but now we're here. So uh, yeah. they have the talent. Um, they just need that one little more piece to get over the hump. And I, you know, I think they'll be right there in the conference finals with the Celtics. Um, and then it's kind of a 50 50 toss up to who makes it to the finals. So, yeah. um, yeah, they got, they got the town to get there. The team, uh, the team at the garden doesn't look too bad either. Uh, no, they're playing the really well. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So, but I, yeah. like the, the Terry Rozier, uh, move to the heat, like he, he looks great. 
mm-hmm. you know, yeah, this, this conference is not your father's Easter conference. It's, <laughs> it is, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to talk more basketball as we kind of, you know, well, I, I, will, I will say something about that Terry move. Uh, don't be surprised if they, they, it'd be a shock to people, but don't be surprised if they're looking to move Jimmy at this point. Cause this team is that team so? is not doing that a damn thing. They're not doing yeah. anything right now. And it's been That's rumored. They, it's been rumored right they did now last year. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I agree. They, they look terrible to it. And then the next thing you know, they're, sitting here damn near playing for, you know, a ring. So that's, it's, it is what it so is. It's I was watching the game last night and it was the same thing. It's like, when is Jimmy, like playoff Jimmy and regular playoff season Jimmy, Jimmy are They're just, you, you wouldn't recognize the other one. I'm sure. No. Like it's, no. it's just like, and, and Jimmy's never really been a score. He's clutch as hell. Don't get me wrong. I, we love Jimmy Butler. I know, but like, He's not a prolific, like, I'm going to just hang 35 on you. Like, he just doesn't do that. And it, um, yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully Rozier helps there. But his game is so much more suited to the playoffs when it's like, grind it out. I need a possession. Your possession's a little slower and you got to get a bucket. So I I definitely don't see them moving him. Uh, that would, that would be interesting. That there. Um, yep. But, you know they'll be they'll be formidable in the playoffs. They got to get through probably playing games if they keep playing like this. But well, yeah, they'll be formidable, same. which they did last year, mm-hmm. and they got to where they got to. So, uh, shout out to the Heat uh, for giving uh, Coach Spo contract extension after he got his divorce. Shout out to y'all, y'all the real. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, shared that with me. I was like, wow, <laughs> that, that is the awesome. best move, man. That's that was interesting accounting. That was the yeah. greatest, one of the greatest moves ever. That that was. That was guy code to a T. Um, anyway, Pat uh, Riley, yeah, Pat Riley doesn't mess around. Pat, he's, <laughs> he's that old school. Like, yeah, no, you're gonna get your money. Don't worry about it. We'll get you your Spo's money. Was like, thanks for the hundred twenty mil. Can we just wait a couple months, please? <laughs> he's like, don't. He's like, you don't even have to ask me. I already know. I already know. I got you. Just know it's gonna come as soon as it's done. Let me know when it's finalized. It'll be there the next day. Uh, let's get to the MLB. Oh wait, you didn't touch on Doc Rivers being the All Star Game head coach. Yeah, excuse uh, me. This is so weird. <laughs> yeah, the weirdest thing. Well, yeah. So how? I didn't. I didn't even how? know this rule. How? I didn't know that. I, I didn't either. So the Celtics are in first, but since Joe Mazzulla yeah. was the last year's coach game. last year, he can't be the coach this year. Which is correct. I don't know when yeah, that became a rule, but whatever. <laughs> All Star Adam Adam Silver is the best commissioner in, in sports. I'm not. Disputing that, but yeah, the NBA is just like, all right, we're gonna do this now. Like, okay, we're back to East yeah. West. I don't know what's going on, uh, but yeah, Doc Rivers said he's going to be the, uh, he's going to give the check and whatever else to Adrian Griffin. But like, yeah, you know, as you know, like, what the hell's going on? Like, what is what? Yeah. I that would well, even you got to have some like confidence to step in to that sideline and just be like, all right, I you know, this is. I earned this. You yeah. know, it's a- even even Doc laughed about it in the press conference because it's yeah. just the most ridiculous thing. Like I had no idea that was a rule either, and it, I guess it just shakes Can out. Can you that withdraw way. your that's, name that's and just like me. give it to whoever's third? You know, like tips or something. Guy, I guess you like, could. Yeah. yeah, I guess you could. Well, but I, I'll I'll say this since we stayed a little bit on basketball because I I also wanted to talk about this and see since I have you both here today, I might as well just pose this question and it's it's. It was talked about so briefly, and then it was just not talked about because everybody's getting ready for the Super Bowl. But Sabrina Ionescu is going against Steph Curry in a three-point contest this All-Star weekend. And this came out of nowhere. She won the WNBA three-point contest for their All-Star last year. Uh, And I know they have a great relationship (laughs) and uh, essentially called Steph out. And this is happening now. So how much do you think Steph is going to win by? Oh, I'm surprised you uh, you are as big of a Sabrina fan as I, I am. love I'm Sabrina, but she's going against the greatest shooter yeah. that we have ever seen in our whole entire <laughs> I, life. I don't I'm, dispute that at you, all. You know, what, you know what I just said about Patrick Mahomes before that I'm never betting against him. I will never yeah. bet against anybody in this whole damn world against Stephen Curry when it comes to shooting a basketball. She, period. She said, she said she'd shoot from the NBA three. Is that like going to happen? That's great. No, she said she, they're shooting from. She's shooting from the women's yeah. and stuff. Shooting from the okay. men's. Okay, so, I, mean, okay. I, I, 
I think it'll be pretty close. I'm super excited for it. That's I'm excited really for it too. Yeah. I because uh, I love yeah. them both. I just don't. we need yeah. more. We need more of this. We need more of this. Just like Pro it. Bowl, this I, uh, or I didn't. I watched all the clips from the Pro Bowl. It looked like they had fun. So that's really what it's all about, right? You you the you old. know how you know how I know the Pro Bowl doesn't matter anymore is <laughs> I watched Get Up for the first time in like weeks, and they mentioned the Pro Bowl zero times today, zero times. Really, really. Not once did they mention mm. anything about the Pro Bowl. Period. They just talked about. The games that are the game that's coming up, what the Cowboys going to do in the offseason with Dak's contract, uh, <laughs> what's happening with because, you know, they have to always mention the Cowboys. Why are we talking uh, about Dak the week of the Super Bowl? There is not it, one. Bro, they reason. legit, legit, legit. They talked Man. about uh, uh, coordinators changing for the Ravens, all this other stuff did not even tighten the lip or loosen the lip to say anything about the Pro Bowl. So that says everything to me about what they think about it. And it was on ESPN. Yeah. Dan Arlowski out here throwing the ball. and Not even Jason Kelsey's reverse tush push? Nope. Mm -hmm. Not even that. that. The only thing I saw was the the tic-tac-toe thing. My buddy sent me that. That that was pretty cool. Like, I I was into that. that. That, The the kickers were playing... yeah, I didn't watch anything else. The the kickers, it was Brandon Aubrey against the kicker, Justin Tucker, playing tic-tac-toe like through the field goal. They they cut up the field goal into uh, nine spots and, uh, and Tucker won by one, but like it was like that was pretty cool, but it didn't entice me enough to sit down next year and watch no. the whole thing. But I, I saw clips too, clips. like Harrison said. I I saw clips too. I saw Jalen throw a touchdown to CeeDee Lamb. And it like, was like, like had push the clips. <laughs> I had, I saw that happening, and then it had Cowboys and Eagles fans up in a roar because it was a cowboy a eagle throwing to a cowboy hmm. as if those two didn't play for the Sooners uh, in college. Then also, CD threw the ball to Jalen uh, for a Philly special that Jalen absolutely fell and did not catch it. Uh, I also watched like some clips from the. Uh, dodgeball game like the dodgeball game is very entertaining to me right. watching that but outside of that i didn't watch a lick i didn't it. i didn't watch the pro bowl when they were playing each other i don't watch it now yeah. it's really it's not for us no nope. it's always been for kids yeah. and younger audiences and oh, i loved it when I was they a kid. seem to be yeah i loved it bring jock you know. jams all i'm asking for is jock jams on mtv that's all i need that's Dude, it that is the greatest I, thing I, ever bring it back Period. I was seeing stuff on social media like like Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds and, and Prime in like a slam dunk contest in like the early nineties. Yes. Like yes. I don't remember that shit at all, but like I do. let's do that. Can we do that? Yes. Like Yeah. Deion Sanders out there in a slam dunk contest. Yeah. It was crazy. Like bring I wouldn't mind that seeing back. some of these guys, yeah. like some of these receivers or what whoever just doing stuff like that. That would be cool. MTV, but bring I, it back and put it on Paramount or whatever the hell you're streaming on that nobody actually subscribes to. I will give it to the, the NFL, though. You can dog the, and we have, you can dog the, the Pro Bowl. They're at least trying. They're at least, mm-hmm. they know what it is at this point, and they're just trying to throw stuff against the wall. And again, it's it's not geared to the three of us, but, you know, it's, it's no, a I, money it, generator. Like said, and it's, yeah. uh, you know. It's, they're doing what, they're doing a good job. It's, it's a it's a made it's a made for social media event now, yep. and I, we've all seen various clips, yep. and that's really that's what it. the job yep. is, yep. what the purpose is. So, bring it yeah. back to Hawaii. Stop playing around, and I'll go there so I can just go to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, MLB, Sam, you put something on here that I actually wanted to talk to you about, and I almost texted you about because uh, you know there's a particular GM for a team that all three of us. Uh, are fans of and this particular GM uh, said he was going to make this a mecca of sports for baseball and uh, I haven't seen him really land any pitchers and said he's let a lot of pitchers go and here the Orioles are and they land Corbin Burns who was the 2021 NL Cy Young winner or not Sam Talk, talk to me about that because I know it was for nothing. So, I know what it was. Yeah. Um, 
I will say we got one of the best hitters of this generation for nothing. I agree. So like, and props to Michael King, and you know how we're both very high on Drew Thorpe. Um, I'm a Michigan Drew. Sure Harrison is, yeah. So, like, yeah, but this was, uh, you know, again, Corbin Burns going to a very hitter-friendly park in Baltimore, a team that has won 100 games last year, a very young core with back-to-back Rookie of the Years, or no, wait, Gunner last year, Jackson Holiday's probably going to win this year. And uh, this this team has the best farm system in baseball, and they gave up like their sixth best prospect and a former top pitching prospect who probably at one point was like their second best prospect, DL Hall. And this guy has like five or six walks per nine. Like they threw him in the bullpen last year. So complete reclamation project for Milwaukee that Baltimore probably just doesn't have the attention for now because of where they are. Uh, so yeah, I I have to imagine there's better packages out there. I think the big thing here was Baltimore is also sending the 34th overall pick to Milwaukee. So that's you know very early second round, but it's it's essentially for nothing. It's I was trying I was. Uh, explaining to my buddy Jeremiah who comes on this pod every now and then that it was basically like us trading now as a Yankee fan, you guys will get this Debbie Garcia and maybe like Everson Pereira or um, Will Warren or something like that's Frazier. You know what? That's <laughs> like, yeah, Clint it's, Frazier. So, like, kudos to the Orioles. They were literally sold, like, over the weekend, or they're going to be sold to a bunch of, like, I don't know if they're, like, hedge fund guys. I, I think Cal Ripken's part of the new ownership group, which is great because the old owner was basically, like, we're not going to be able to afford all these kids in a couple of years, so something's going to have to happen. You know, that there's a laundry list of talent on this Orioles team because unlike the Oakland A's or another other really bad teams they they tanked the right way and they made they invested in scouting and they invested in building the you know a structure for a farm system and they're reaping the benefits of it now so now you have a Cy Young award winner in a walk year playing in a a now very pitcher friendly park because they screwed around with the the dimensions out in left field so uh yeah you're you're scared if you're in the Bale Easter, you're a, a contender here because uh, Corbin Burns is is that special. He didn't have a great year last year, but still, he's he's a top pitcher in this league. So great, love that. Get yeah. to see them multiple love times a year. Fun, uh, so I so fun. I don't know what they what Cashman and company didn't want to give up for him, but they they must still feel very good about being able to get him in free agency because I know he it's been rumored a target for a while. So we'll see where that goes. You're talking about Blake Snell? No, uh for Corbin, Corbin? Burns next year when he's oh, a free well, agent. Yeah, well they're also <laughs> Blake Snell is out there and he has an asking price and the Yankees were the only team to essentially meet it and he's still yet to sign. So I, I Yankees I, I'm telling you right now, I will say here and this is gonna be the last time i say it and i'm lying because it probably won't be the last time i say it get rid of the stupid facial hair rule <laughs> and you will get more players that come there because guess what players just want to be players and have the luscious locks just flowing and the the magnificent beers just let them be who they are because guess what you're the yankees and they're going to be marketable yes you can say hey listen you can have your crazy stuff just keep it a little clean i'm not saying you have to have it all the way off keep it clean and just let them do what they got to do. Like, stop had, doing this because you're, bro. You know, there's a lot of players that aren't coming because of that. They've consistently had the most marketable player in baseball for like 30 years now between Jeter and Judge. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know they if they had more. Is going to, they could have. Alex, Alex Verdugo looks ridiculous. He does look ridiculous. Like, there's some people that just don't need to have, they just need to have facial hair. Like, you remember what James Harden looked like without facial hair? 
<laughs> no, you don't remember because he's been with the beard for so damn long, and that's all you remember. And thank God that's all we remember. Let let people just keep their facial hair. Just stop. Whew. Anyway, uh, the Royals and shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. have signed an agreement to the longest, most lucrative contract in franchise history. That's that's wild. Eleven years, two hundred eighty-eight point seven million dollars. And it could go as high as $377.7 million. I know nothing about Bobby Witt Jr., um, so I'm not even going to begin to act like I do. Is this deal worth it for this young man? He's very good. Uh, shortstop, he stole a ton of bases. He you know, he could probably hit for a better average, but he's he was the second pick in the draft uh, 2019-ish, somewhere around there. Uh, his dad was a pitcher in the major, so he's got the pedigree. Uh, he's a very good player. He's at the top of boards and, and fantasy baseball, probably a top, easily a top four pick. Um, a lot of that is steals, but he, he's a very talented player. And it was more like, wow, where did this money come from? This is all the luxury tax money that the Royals have been stealing from like the Red Sox, Yankees, and Dodgers for, <laughs> for decades, but. You know, looking at what they've spent for like Sal Perez or Alex Gordon, like all of that doesn't even add up to the amount of money they just shelled out. So, like, good for him. I just really wanted to make the point of where the hell this money come from. But, oh yeah, he's good at baseball, so he's fun to watch. I'll uh, I'll have to check him out. You know, I can just I'm gonna actually pre-download the show for uh, this year. I know Harrison probably has already done it, but. Uh, Definitely going to do that very, very shortly so I can have the new show just pop up on my Xbox and be ready in March. I just don't like I don't care for who's on the cover, even though I used to like him, but it is what it is. So there's that. Uh, With that being said, this is the end of the episode. We're done. We're hungry. We're thirsty. We're all that good stuff. Uh, We got things to do. They got kids. I don't. Um, So so it's time to go. Sam, close us out. Yeah, thanks for uh, listening to this podcast today. Two and a half people talking about sports because I don't even know what happened in the first 20 minutes. But uh, until next time, 122 in the books. Harrison, thanks for stopping by. Come back next week and the week after and the week after. Um, Until then, peace. I have nothing for you this week. Oh, I forgot he did this. I have nothing. It's okay. Don't worry, Harrison. I got nothing this week. (laughs) Y'all enjoy your weekend. And don't get too drunk at the Super Bowl like y'all don't have work on Monday. Goodbye.